0: all right we're recording right now Well, i guess it already jumped to 43 44 seconds so you already did your intro uh, already uh, we're good to go. Uh, welcome to another okay. episode of crush this monster podcast thank you the high octane coffee Jay concepts, j concepts jb scale graphics uh 6b apparel uh back channel productions with nick davis we have a lot of good all people right. to help that's, us that's out great and uh um also justin stories too and uh this episode we're having mr alan pizzo how you doing all all hanging in there and doing well, this good time. time right on right on right on <laughs> uh you know we always do like a timeline format and stuff like that so we, we all have well lights are getting turned off A light shows going on here um how did you get uh in and started and what did they treat you into the in the world of monster trucks because you, you started really young
1: and in the beginning of the monster truck world in general well i'm as old as dirt so oh. i started and when dirt start you know, <laughs> came into existence. But now I uh, uh, happened to be at Pontiac Silverdale when Bigfoot was there and did a very, very first car crush that, you know anybody has ever seen. And uh, at that point, you know, as a young kid that had such an impact on me' like, man, that's just the coolest thing I've ever seen. and uh, if I could ever someday figure out how to do that, that's what I'm gonna do. And uh, you know I guess the rest they say is history, you know and uh, um, it's been pretty amazing to, to go from the beginning and you know when I built my first truck, might have been five or six trucks in existence, you know, and I was very early on and then trying to figure out what parts to use and try to figure out how to make the thing, you know, that was a huge hurdle back in those days because you had to source the parts. You had to figure out, okay, is that part going to work? Uh you know, what's gonna happen here, what's gonna happen there. So um it was it was pretty tough to to get up and going, but uh, I was very very fortunate to be able to be early on and it still uh to this day still toured mm-hmm.
0: and then you know the, the the original truck was actually called lone eagle correct
1: that is correct uh 1983 uh we started brand build, new wasn't it we started building uh the truck i uh, bought a brand new 1984 chevrolet and i bought a one ton because we figured at that time we were going to use part of the original frame and you know dusted it up so we bought a brand new one ton, figuring okay one ton is better than a half ton. It's gonna be stronger and then it's Got the truck home, got looking. It's like, you know, that's going to be too much aggravation to basically take that apart, use it, whatever. So we ended up building a whole separate and transferred the body and the motor and transmission and all that over into the other chassis. And then, you know, it got updated through the years. And then as uh, we campaigned that truck to 1988, and when Chevrolet changed the body style in 88 is when I switched to that body and renamed it as Predator from 1988 to, you know, today.
0: So, I mean, you're one of the first that, you know, like, for example, people may not understand, like, Kobe Bryant, he changed his uniform number. Right. To get, you know, more T-shirt sales and stuff like that. What uh, You're one of the few guys that changed your identity. You know, you were touring around for the longest time with the Lone Eagle. Correct. Truck, and then, like you said, with the with the body change in 88 and stuff like that, you wanted to form a different direction. Um, what what intrigued you to changing the name of the? Well,
1: trick? I figured you know the the body was totally different, paint job was totally different. So it's like okay, well at this point, why don't we just try something totally different? And uh, actually, Jerry Richmond, Jerry Richmond, Terminator, myself, we were sitting in a hotel room, you know, as we were touring on the road, and, you know, I don't know how each of us got you know talking about it, and, you know. So I'm I'm changing the body and whatever. And thought about changing the name, so Jerry actually presented me with a name, you know, which was was pretty good because he thought about using it on one of his trucks. And uh, no, I'm not going to use it here. So you use it. Okay, it sounds pretty good, and uh, it's been that way ever since.
0: Was up there, that guy kind of remind me how similar was your truck to Weapon One. They seem like both similar trucks.
1: Yeah, I don't remember for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, That's just been so many years ago, and I've been too many things since then too many too many hard hits on the head (laughs) uh, um, you know back in the early days a lot of trucks were very similar you know because you found something that worked and you didn't want to step out of that comfort zone to try the next thing better or think about something next thing you know better because you wanted to have to be able to go out and do shows and not have to work on it all the time so a lot of them in the early days were very similar and then as time went by then as you build your next truck you look at okay well this guy had a cool idea here this guy had a cool idea here then you have ideas of your own and you try to take the best of what that one had the best of this one and and put them all together in one piece Mm -hmm. and that's just how things evolved over the years and you know and and technology has definitely helped uh you know propel us to where we're at today
0: so let's fast forward to uh you know um actually I, i i know a lot of people know that you would probably fast forward to your second truck or your first prior to the, you know, 3D cat body. But the, um, the one thing I was kind of intrigued was your, you and Fred and maybe a couple others uh, were probably the first to do the front four-link uh, truck. And what could you be able to help explain the difference between a typical four-link style truck to a front four-link?
1: Well, the idea there was, you know, as racing basically started evolving um, with a front four-link truck, the front end of the front four-link bars are attached to the front of the chassis the back ends attached to the front side of the axle housing so as you hit the ramp or hit cars the idea or the theory behind it was that everything folds back up underneath the truck so it flies through the uh, obstacles versus you know taking a blunt hit and getting major air so it was designed for racing to where the trucks today where the the four-link bars are from the center out to the back side of the front housing you know and in order to have suspension move movement that takes a blunt hit you know before it compresses suspension so now the trucks get air compared to what those trucks did because those trucks just basically drove through the car cars because everything just folded in natural progression back up underneath the ch- uh, chassis versus the new stuff that we have today
0: uh, that's pretty cool to learn about that stuff and, yes and then you know you, you also had the truck with the front engine and stuff like that but uh you know you, you are my fourth guest that has ran the monster wars Series. Yes. Outside, I interviewed Rob Fuchs, Mark Benler, okay. and David Morris. Very cool. And they all gave me pretty good stories behind their uh, because in, when they did the Monster Wars, First Blood, he built struck a whole new identity. Right. Uh, the Monster Wars guys contacted Mark Benler and they wanted to do a uh, uh, Sasquatch type, right. you know, character. And then uh, uh, when I talked to David Morris, he, he wasn't he wasn't for it. But right. <laughs> You know, but exactly. he had to change his a little bit of his tweaking of, right. of equalizer, yep. and uh, pretty much, I mean, the When people think of Monster Wars, they definitely put your, your you and your truck in that category of iconic characters yeah. and well, stuff what like was that. Well, cool. So and, you know, how did that
1: started? The beginning of that Monster Wars deal was in 1993. I guess was the first year that we actually ran that. My my concept body had been out since 1990, and at that time, SRO Pace or SRO mm-hmm you know really liked that concept and when they presented it to the monster wars people you know they were just ecstatic with it because it was so much different than everything else and then you know the character that they came up with it on the tv show which i wasn't a fan of but mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the way it was but uh, um it's definitely been a huge success because it is so much different than everything else that's out there
0: yeah so th- so that you are so you're coming up with the idea of the 3 cat body long before the monster wars that was done those was three years
1: Years, three years prior to that. Yeah,
0: So, pretty much when they saw it, it just magically, not magical, but
1: everything was put together kind of perfectly. Absolutely. You know, it fit their bill, what they wanted, and, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and, and it worked out very, very well. Now, David Morris told
0: me a story, and it was pretty funny. Uh, you guys were in Tampa, Florida. I guess they were doing something where the guys were coming out, the like characters were jumping out of the airplane with parachutes. Right. <laughs> and David was like in, outside of his. Tr- truck and he's looking up and he sees uh, all the new characters and he sees this one guy going out of control with his parachute he's like who's that guy he finds out it's the Captain America look uh, like he's yeah. a and he yeah. gets stuck on the fence he's like that's my guy He just, <laughs> and then he saw that he just climbed up in the truck and just sat there right. and like, as soon as the national anthem was over with he's like I don't want nothing to do with yeah. it but I, I, every, every driver I have talked to has pretty much not liked these characters.
1: No <laughs> At that time I didn't I didn't care for more uh, care for him at all either you know because you know and we've been doing the you know the the uh, the Pinda races you know at that point and some of the other races and to me we wanted legitimacy you know try to get this thing as a real real deal sport and to me the cart that made it look like a cartoonish you know type deal and it never got any real legitimacy legitimacy with all that so I was like no I'm not. At all, you must have been really, really
0: busy during. Like, I mean, you're busy right now, but I'm talking about the when the Monster Wars came out and the 3D body truck. You you were one of the most popular monster trucks,
1: you still are, but I'm saying like popular, popular, uh, mainstream. Yeah, I've been very, very fortunate in my career. Um, and I don't know how I've done it, but I've made very good decisions, you know, where to go, when to go, and. And uh, I guess that helps with my longevity, you know, January, this coming January of 22 starts 39 years, you know, that I've been doing this and uh, uh, it's been very good to me. And I guess I've been able to think outside the box a lot, you know, and and keep things new and fresh and, you know, and give some, give people something different that they have not seen.
0: Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's you further down the line, you, start uh experimenting more with the trucks. Uh you went to a Patrick and then uh you know a lot of people I think a lot of people uh give you know they talk about how Dennis was freestyling the creator of it and stuff like that. But uh, I mean myself I believe you really took a lot of part and helped out of it because I remember when I was little a lot of the highlight wheels was either predator or gravedigger or yeah. monster patrol. It wasn't
1: just yeah, absolutely you know yeah. and uh what were you
0: yeah. thinking about you know freestyling wise? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, my thought, and it doesn't matter whether it's back then, or whether it's now, you know, people come to be entertained. I want to be able to do my job at the best of my ability, make those people happy, so that way we have a job to be able to come back to. And, mm-hmm. and and if you don't do your job, they're not going to be happy. They're not going to come back, so now you're out of a job. And I've never, ever looked at it that way. I always want to do the best I can, You know, and, and I guess it drives me to do more because... Because some of the people that don't do the great job, which, I mean, everybody tries to, but sometimes it doesn't work out that way. And I have you know, times where mine doesn't work out real well either, but um, you want to drive yourself to be the best that you can be out there so that people remember you. And then when they remember you, they'll ask you to come back.
0: How do you feel that some of the moves that you did? When freestyle was growing, that is in still some of the highlight reels today. Oh yeah, like the uh, the I think it was actually a racing run, but people still may get fused. But it was the, that move that you did at the Superdome. Oh yeah, you know, one, was yeah. taking the tailgate off. Oh yeah, um, I yeah. lost
1: my glasses and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that pass when it landed, that was a rough deal. You
0: did it again in 2000 in Atlanta too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I tell you what though, that Patrick piece that you had really handle the abuse that you're absolutely dan,
1: dan builds a great product you know and at that time um i was so busy on the road and i just called up dan you know because normally i build all my own stuff mm-hmm. and i just called up dan i said look dan i'm busy can you build me a bare chassis yeah we wouldn't do that so he basically built me all the tubes everything and i went in and finished everything else out because i was so busy on the road i didn't have time to sit and shop and do all that too and uh, it's been a great piece i should actually still have that truck touring yet um, it runs the prowler and the pouncer body on it right now at this time and, mm-hmm. and i still have it uh it's been a great piece uh you figure you know when we originally built that truck it was 1995 and that truck is still touring today
0: now we'll talk about prowler and pouncer what got you the idea to start adding additional kitties
1: well <laughs> it was from the early days you know my my second monster truck that I ever built you know was a ford ranger it was late night mm-hmm. um at that time, uh, the United States Hot Rod asked me uh, if I could build a Ford truck for them because at that time Ford Chevrolet was the huge rivalry, you know, back then. And you know, I already had the Chevrolet and they said, Well, if you build a Ford, we can book both these trucks together. Can you do that? And I said, Yeah, absolutely. And so I built a second truck. We campaigned that for a while and uh, I decided I wanted to go a different direction. So then I built a second predator truck and then you know the tank and different <laughs> things along the lines and then as time went by we got into cat bodies and you know concept style bodies and be able to make easier transitions from for trucks being at the same show like well we'll paint one body different than the other so now we can put them both in the same trailer one less rig on the road mm-hmm. two trucks at the show mm-hmm. and we just worked out very well and plus with the nature of the
0: world that you don't have to come up with a different no i mean it's easier to come up with a different identity Yes. Yeah. Yours is a Panther. Yeah. You know, you could, you know, you what is a pouncer, a leopard, or a cheetah? A cheetah? Yeah, cheetah. So, yeah,
1: it's worked out very, very well for me over the years, and uh you know, and you know, being one of the very first concept bodies, you know, now you look at all the truck there today, how many concept style bodies are out there? So it's kind of cool as a, you know, an homage, you know, kind of what we started, you know, and you know, like Bob started the monster truck deal. You know, an homage to him. Look at how many trucks are out there, you know, performing every week. You know, it's it's a it's pretty gratifying to know that we started something and it's just taking off from there.
0: So what intrigued you, you to doing uh, uh, some Dodge stuff, Ram trucks? I know you you're one of to also with also the Hall Brothers Hemi's too. Um, I know you still run the Perm T body in time and time or two.
1: Absolutely. What got you intrigued with the Rams? Well, I've been a Dodge guy. My very first truck that I ever had was a. Uh, 78 Dodge truck you know I drove that to high school you know and I've been a Dodge guy for pretty much my entire life and then uh when we were running the Penda you know racing series uh you know Fred Schaefer comes in there with his Hemi and just absolutely dominates everything and it's like you know, the only way you're going to run with them is you got to join them so we had bought you know the first Hemi back in 92 or 93 and and put that in a truck and man what a world of difference, you know, and tough to that point you know i had chevrolets and i bought the best parts that money could buy but it still wasn't good enough to run with a cheap old chevrolet or a cheap old hemi that you know you could buy so mm-hmm. when i switched over it's like oh my goodness you know you, just, you can't believe the difference in power you still
0: have those blocks
1: right i still do
0: um like dan patrick we did an interview with dan and also with my boss tim and mark I, dan i guess has a hemi from like back in 1986 and yeah. i guess the way they were explaining it. You know, about the Hemi in general it I guess you have to put a lot of money into it but in the long run though it's a lot like easier in income I guess
1: I think it's, it's cheap to operate uh, because bearing life you know main rod bearings are two to one compared to a Chevrolet so the initial investment yes you're gonna spend more money but maintenance is far more economical there's a lot stronger you know and that Engine is designed to make horsepower. Where Chevrolet, you go so far, it's never designed to make the kind of power that people want to make. Well, what happens when you go beyond the capabilities of what things are going to take starts blowing up? So, the Hemi definitely helped you know move things forward, you know, as far as in my world, you know, to help you know maintenance wise and performance wise. Now, your latest
0: truck that you had that's actually. The cat front clip, but the rest of the body of it's a Ram, isn't it? That's
1: correct. Yep. You know, in 07, Well, actually, been before that because the Pro MT deal uh, would have been what early 2000s, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think when that was, but uh, 2000 to
0: 2002,
1: something like that. Yeah, you know, that would have been my first Ram body. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the newest black. You know, black it seems body. Seems a lot
0: of. A, it seems a lot. Uh, uh, I like the,
1: the, the windshield is laid back a lot farther, mm-hmm. so it makes it look sleek. You know, mm-hmm. even sitting still, you know, because everything just laid back so far, it just it looks really sleek. And, um, and everything I've got now is all Dodge bodies. So, it, which it, I mean, I've been a Dodge guy, you know, like I say, in you my, know, in my entire life. So,
0: so, like, so right now you still have the blocks that you have and uh, mm-hmm. and they're easy to fix. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, like-
1: unfortunately, two weeks ago we windowed one and okay. uh, it's beyond repair. Oh, okay. unfortunately. I mean, it probably can be repaired, but cost effective wise for what they want repair it just buy another block mm. but uh i have
0: uh, so have you went to the aluminum block like the brand anderson's yet or yeah i
1: have three of those and i still got four or five uh, key black blocks too okay so i got five motors in rotation but i actually have blocks and heads that i rotate out as one needs to be re- refreshed i rotate the heads out I rotate the crank out different things that way I send those back to get freshened up i already have fresh stuff to put back in the hole
0: yeah, it's just- so I love the, just horsepower. Oh, absolutely! I
1: mean? <laughs> there is, there is nothing like horsepower. I can tell you, you know, you know when you flat get glued in a seat, you know, it's just there's no feeling on earth like.
0: Speak about that because you got a chance to get the kitty running a little bit at the Outlaw Monster Truck Drags in Canfield. Absolutely. And uh, if it wasn't for, uh, I guess, uh, Art failure. failure, the 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 race between you and Joey could have been a different uh, story. Absolutely. Um, how was that opportunity, and how cool? Who was it coming back to Canfield, Ohio?
1: I'll tell you, Canfield holds you know a lot of history from you know the the the, the Penta days and and uh, special events, doing jamborees and different things there, and being able to go back there. Um, I won that event '96, uh, I believe. Yeah, you know, a few years ago, you know, prior that was I guess a lot of years prior to that, but uh, um, it was great to go back there and and uh, you know what the the track looked very intimidating to a lot of people but i've done buses and different things you know many you're times like over. only
0: one down signing it though
1: right you know and i did that purposely because as you know anytime that truck is in the air you're losing forward momentum so i would purposely land on the down ramp get after it and you know sure some people were ahead of me at that point but that was purposely done so that you need horsepower you know to by the end of the track right ahead of them yeah by a long shot because you know Chances are, you know, if you take a bad landing, now you got to correct for that. Well, anytime you got corrections in a short deal like that, you know, you're screwed up. So, uh, I purposely did what I did. And then, uh, you know, final round, you know, I've got pictures where um, I'm actually way ahead of Joey. And then uh, the spider gears where the cross is, it's in the, in the front end. The pins broke off and I lost front wheel drive. So, when the back tires touched the ground, it sh- got me sideways and over into his lane. It's like, well, I better find some brake pedal here before I, before I T-bone him in the side. So that wouldn't have been very good, but uh, um, but it's been great. How do you like the track, though, you know? It was fun, uh, absolutely fun. Um, i definitely go back and do it again. I um, mean, they're talking about doing it again next year, so mm-hmm. I would absolutely love to go back and, and do it again. Um, one of my favorite races anyway is a straight-line deal, and then just to put the buses out there just to add – a different feature to it and mm-hmm. uh, it was very impressive. They did a fantastic job, you know, doing the whole thing. So now,
0: you know, I was talking to Joey and he did the interview with me last night about uh his outlaw drags and they're going to do a lot more. Right. And uh, you know, he's trying to he's
1: trying hard to get, you know, drag racing uh, truck style legitimate, you know, and Well, and that's where we kind of need to kind of get back to because the freestyle deal anymore has just got so out of hand. You know, nobody can do uh, on the level what some of these trucks are doing because they're breaking so much in parts you know dollar wise you just nobody can keep up with that and they've gone beyond the capability of what trucks will take and withstand mm-hmm. so why would you want to do that you know and we need to go back to some different things that have been done in the past you know like straight line drag racing you know and show people actually how fast these trucks actually really are um you know, I've been, along with your boss, you know, doing the mile an hour deal, and I've been actually doing it from a standing start on the quarter mile, you know, and trying to break that 100 mile an hour barrier, and I've come close, I've run 96 and i run 98, and not quite made that, but I've actually had two problems, I kicked the rear drive shaft out on one and blew a motor up on the other, so, you know, I was there to be able to make that 100 mile an hour pass, so I believe my third try, I should be well over that. Yeah, and I am looking forward to it. That's uh, just uh, another hemi. <laughs> exactly. Um now you also were
0: uh on that on that uh new uh on your newest predator truck, the single shock.
1: Um yeah, you know, I am the first one to actually go go to a single shock. And theory was is uh you know it's easier to tune one shock than it is two. And you know, you got less moving parts and it's took me about two years to finally figure that out, and once I got figured out, I'll never go back. It's just that thing is like a like a mark. Is mount. that is that your built shocks or is that actually Steve Cohn's Steve Cohn. originally built them? Okay, but I had to go and redesign the valve piston. I had to redesign a bunch of stuff. So a lot of trial and error, trial and error to get it figured out. But uh, we're there now, and I mean,
0: because definitely that shock angle that you have on the truck's not like typical like that, or some people are like up and down, or maybe right. like that. Yours is like. That a little bit kind of remind me of the opposite of an overkill. Remember?
1: Uh, yeah, and the theory is there. You know, you gain more wheel travel. Mm-hmm. You know, with a shorter shock, you still gain you know a lot more wheel travel. But the suspension with the four link bars works in an arc. So the way that under compression, when it's compressed, it's pushing basically straight into that shock. So now it's hundred percent effective because it works in the motion of that four link bar. Mm-hmm. and plus being laid back instead of like a 26 inch travel which the shock is a 26 well now you gain almost 30 inches of travel because of the way it's laid back now also i mean the motor too on this trucks it's like down, down down in the center mm-hmm. um i got ideas right now i want to build one more brand new one and i'll take what i've learned you know from this one and apply it to the next one and um uh, when this truck works absolutely phenomenal man it's the best piece that I've ever had. And I think that I got one more new good good deal in mind that I want to try. And I think it'll be that much better than what I have now.
0: And also I noticed that you've been tearing up and having fun with the half-scale versions. I know you build a lot of those. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to uh Cole and his uh Cole, his dad, the American Scout Yes, they, they rocked your piece for a long time. Yes, they they sold that to another personality recently and they just bought andy hoffman's nightmare, war, nightmare slash war wagon truck yep, so absolutely and they're rocking the single shucks too right but still we're, we go back to the subject of the half ones you look know, like you're ripping those things having fun and- oh
1: absolutely <laughs> you know, b- believe it or not you know i have you know i've done seven of them so far mm-hmm. you know i've kept two for myself and my boys and you know, i drive one sometimes and my boys drive most all the other times and uh I actually have more fun driving that than I do in a big truck. <laughs> it's just amazing. I mean, they're just, they're so much fun. You know, if, you know, if anybody has a razor or something like that out there, this is the next thing best over a razor, you know, in what they do. And you know, these things fly just like the big trucks do and perform just like the big trucks do. Now you have a little bit of a bigger motor behind you. I do, you know, because I'm, I'm stupid like that. You know, I just can't be outdone, you know. so <laughs> I will not give all my customers all my good. Stuff, you know, <laughs> yeah. so I gotta have some for myself, mm-hmm. but, um, no, it's been great. Uh, uh, looking forward to you know running them a lot more. My boys now are starting to drive them, so that's mm-hmm. been good. Um, you know, and it's, it's a cheaper version for people that may be interested in getting into our industry. You know, we use them as fill acts in between you know, the big rounds and big, you know, big monsters. And think about it is you can haul them with a pickup truck, you can haul them on a car trailer. They're only weigh 3,500 pounds, they're not a 10,000 pound truck, so you don't need. To you know tractor trigger to haul them and you know it's just a uh, an effective way for somebody to get interested in you know, in our industry mm-hmm.
0: and then you also have been able to see like colton and his dad grow from that to the where they're at using the equipment that you had built How is that seeing someone that you know is growing to become a you know is growing to proceed to be a good monster truck driver Well
1: in helping somebody, you know, advance themselves, move up into the industry. You know, I've built trucks for other people throughout my entire career. You know, I've probably done 30 or 40 trucks, you know, between all the trucks I built for customers, plus my own and everything like that. So uh, that's one of my other passions is being in the shop and creating, you know, it's just, to me, it's amazing. You take a pile of steel laying on the floor and, you know, have an idea in your head and come out with a finished product. And The finished product works very well, and like in Colton's case, you know, I mean, they campaigned that truck for five years, had very, very minimal trouble, great success, and now they're moving up to the big trucks, you know, and that's just that's it's a phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And and also, now, uh,
0: uh you actually sold one of your trucks down to the west, and they uh did some changes, the stuff like that, but still, so the chassis of your previous trucks running
1: today and
0: that's pretty uh, that's pretty cool too i've
1: I've downsized a little bit i've actually sold two of my race trucks okay now i'm down to two um i've got one more the the patrick chassis truck i would like to sell it and i want to build one more new one which is going to be very very similar to the newest one i have so that way now when i put, put it in the trailer one spare part fits either one i don't have to worry about okay do i have parts in the trailer for this do i have parts in the trailer for that you know and it just Trying to simplify and streamline things is what I'm mm-hmm. trying to do. Yeah. Um, not that I really want to sell it, but um, logistically, it's got logistically, help, yeah. it's got to help. You know, and I've got other interests that I'm you know working on as well, and I don't have the time to devote to you know multiple trucks like I did before. I mean, I campaigned six trucks for over 20 years, you know, and that's just that's taking its toll, you know, over the years, you know, mm-hmm. trying to keep everything going. You can see all the gray hairs are starting to creep in, you know, because yeah. you know his age comes and but I've got other interests I want to do and you know I'm a huge drag race fan and I'm in the process right now of building a uh, pro mod car and I'm three quarters of the way done with it right now and I should have it ready for March of 22 to go start campaigning it Uh, I've been helping a very good friend of mine Wayne Smolzanek he's been running the street outlaws deal now for the last two years and I've been uh, crewing and helping him do that and so we're actually gonna team up and uh, we're going to run my car and his car on Street Outlaws uh, program and uh, looking forward to that. And uh,
0: you still doing, a? you still riding street bikes time too? No,
1: I uh, pretty much gave all that up years ago. I just, you know. Uh, I know my Warren
0: said an article about that for Yeah, you?
1: when my kids came along, you know, I was like, ah, I don't need to be, be out here. and You know, being a fatherless kid, you know. So I was <laughs> like, no, I, I gave that up years ago. But Gotcha. But I still like, you know, snowmobiling, which we still do every now and then. When I get a chance, but uh, you know, playing with the boat, we still have the boat and things like that. But you know,
0: talk about we're here at the Hall of Fame, and you know, when this all started, uh, you know, you're one of the first to be like, you know what, let's uh, bring back the past as a history, you know, past to let people know about the history. In
1: general, um, in 2009, I restored my original truck, and at that time, Jeff Cook was actually restoring his original truck, and he didn't have no idea, and I didn't have any idea and when pontiac Silverdome reopened, reopened we did that first show back there and i brought my truck up and debuted the you know the rebuild back well jeff caught wind of it and uh, on that monday morning after i got home from the show he's man i didn't realize you were putting your truck back together and so we got talking and uh, one thing led to another and uh, i said man we gotta because we had lost touch with each other you know four or five years we hadn't talked or you know more and, and Nice history. So we got our heads together and decided, man, this would be a great thing if we started a Hall of Fame. You know, that way we could document the entire history of our industry and preserve it for future generations. Because, you know, unfortunately, the, the, the fans today don't know where we started from. You know, they see all these trucks and what they're doing today, but they don't realize this is not where we started from. You know, in all the years leading up to this basically are lost so it was an in our in my mind we need to bring some of that back because when i restored mine my idea because i do shows of my own and i actually uh want to restore mine show people this is the transition from beginning to current to the you know to the next generation and i want to use it as an educational tool and so jeff and i got together and we came up with the idea okay. Let's do a Hall of Fame, and that's how basically it all started. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. And then, like you said, you rebuilt you build your truck, and uh, you know it, you, it. It's always pristine. You know, all your
1: trucks are pristine. <laughs> you know, it's well, the, you know, unfortunately, anymore, you know, bodies get damaged, and sometimes you can't make you know all the bodies look great. But uh, it's just that nature of the beast. You know, these are not a trailer queen. They're going, they go out, and they get. Oh, let's talk about your original one. Oh yeah, yeah, the original, yeah. one. Yeah, you know, the new ones, man, they go out and they get abused every week. So it's mm. tough to keep them looking, you know, like new every time. But uh um I've got some ideas for some old school stuff yet. Um are you ever gonna uh, think about rebuilding the Lone Eagle? I drive that truck every day, believe it or not. Really? Uh, when well, I took the body off the monster truck chassis, I put it back on its original frame and I've been driving it ever since.
0: Okay, so you also still have the- I still have it and I drive it almost
1: every day. Um it's been great. Uh it's in need of a paint job right now because the sun has, you know, faded it out pretty badly. But um, I still have it in my possession, and, and it'll never go nowhere. You know, that's part of my my history, and mm-hmm. you know, my kids will have to figure out what to do with it because it's not going anywhere out of my possession until I'm gone.
0: Right, right, so, right. Yeah, it's it's uh it's still pretty cool that yeah you know, you're you're the longevity that you've been running. You know, from yeah. uh, the videos I've seen you when you won at Hamburg in '87. Yeah you know, Canfield and, you know, the mid nineties, oh, you know, uh, you know, winning some, uh, some monster Jam events in today's,
1: uh, monster Jam. World, Absolutely. You know? Um, you know, Georgia dome, you know, I won that deal three years in a row now they won't take me back. It's like, come <laughs> on, really? You know, San Antonio, the Alamo dome, I won, won that three years, take me back. It's like, come on, you know, <laughs> two of my favorite buildings and you won't take me back. You know, yeah. it's like, what's up? But no, it's been great. You know, I've been very fortunate in my career, and and uh, you've been the all
0: you've been every you have raced in every single state in the continental United States. haven't Alaska
1: you? is the only state that I have not done. I need to do that before I can retire. I've been to every province of Canada except for Northwest Territories and Yukon, so I need to do basically Alaska, Northwest Territories, and Yukon all in the same trip. So that way, I can anywhere in snow it, country, I can knock that off, mm-hmm. you know, off my bucket list. And then uh, been to Mexico, been to Central America. America, been to Puerto Rico, been to Hawaii three times. Um uh, it's been been you know an absolute, you know phenomenal career to be able to travel all over the world and meet different people and and uh, and still going after all these years. It's just it's amazing.
0: It's also pretty cool seeing, you know, fans that you know when I know I don't want you to feel old but you know when they're younger. Now they are grown up and they have their kids and they still recognize you know the cat truck you Absolutely, you know. Okay. And I got
1: fans from you know basically when I was you know I had the Lone Eagle body you know or Lone Eagle truck running you know and they're still fans and you know they followed me through all all the years and like you said you know they were a young child at that point now they have kids bring them to the shows and you know it's just it's amazing to to think back to man we started this and it's still going strong today because when we started we had no idea that we'd be here forty plus years later. Now I'm gonna go I mean this is off my timeline topic but I
0: was really curious about. The uh, we previously mentioned about you know you had the yeah the three D cat body you know uh, started in nineteen ninety but tell me the story and the steps of how did you even come up with the idea and who was willing to take a risk not I guess risk but take the oh, challenge yeah. on making that you know because you know compared to the snake or a, right. a bull it's kind of like there's a lot more curvatures contours, and yes. contours Absolutely. on. it. So how did the process of that happen? What got you the idea of the cat?
1: Well, the idea actually came from the name. Um, You know, at that time, everybody had a Ford, Dodge, or Chevrolet, and I wanted to set myself apart because as as a fan comes in, you need to leave them with a lasting impression of, you know, what's going to make a memory. Well, that, that body over there is freaking awesome. That's a cat body. So that made it to where people remembered it. And, and so that in order to come up with the idea, I took the name Predator. And what does the truck do? It preys on cars. It crushes cars. So predator eats cars. And it's like, well, maybe we make an animal out of it because you know animals are predators of you know the, the food chain and just kind of came up with it that way. And then uh GTS fiberglass was making all of our fiberglass bodies at that time. And George Link, you know, was a good friend of mine. I said, George, you know, can you do this? I said, Well, yeah, I can do that. And you know, he was the guy that carved out the the first piece and made the mold, which was very expensive at that time, you know, and you know, and laying all out in line because I mean nobody had a like that. You know, it's like, well, this could be a career a career defining moment or you know, a total failure, but uh, it worked out in our favor and uh George Link actually made the first piece for me.
0: Now, uh, off topic, really, it's part of the cat. What was your idea of picking, like a panther instead, of maybe doing a tiger, or is it just you like black? Or? I guess the
1: colors, you know, because yeah. the orange and black, you know, always go together very well. The two colors that go to, you know, whether you know go together real well, and and I wanted to put bright colors, you know, down low with black, and Black Panther kind of fit the profile, so. Gotcha. Uh, it's been great uh, ever since
0: so how was the uh I, I know i'm picking your brain on the the, the past here right. but, but uh how long was do you remember the process of uh you know getting everything completed you know the paint and you know uh even even i know probably it was a trial and error just to fit the front clip onto the truck in general
1: absolutely um i want to say it was almost six months you know by the time we decided to pull the trigger on it by the time we got the first piece, you know, and test fitted and you know all that. It was at least probably six months.
0: How much uh I also noticed with test fitting trucks that you take a lot of fiberglass off because you need wheel room, right? Tire room turning. Yes. When you first did that truck, uh probably today, how much of the piece of the cap body is trimmed off or yeah you, you do you have yeah, the, the, the wheel well
1: the wheel well openings you know actually are substantially bigger than what the mold is because originally it was on a lease spring truck. Okay. So you know you didn't have the wheel tr- Travel well now with the race truck, we had to go in there and cut out uh, you know, almost six inches of uh, body. You know, and then in his cheek area, we had to go back almost eight or ten inches, you know, and trim that out so that you had you know, wheel clearance. Mm-hmm. You know, at first we didn't do that. Well, we went to the show, the tires smacks the body, well, busts all apart. So then you go in there with a saw and you cut that part out. <laughs> so the next week, you know, it did the same thing till so we finally got it far enough to where it wouldn't hit the body anymore. So then. New from that point forward, that's where it needed to be cut. So any new pieces now, we already know, you know where it's, you know where it's got to be trimmed at.
0: So, so there wasn't really a
1: change in trimming from the
0: newest truck that you had from the Patrick.
1: No, it's pretty much the same.
0: Man, that's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. You know, and and then uh, uh, who you came to it too? So uh, because I know you guys also had to do a little detail of the teeth also. Right.
1: You well, know, my guy there at home uh, that was doing my paint work, you know, he's an airbrush artist also and mm-hmm. he's actually the one that you know did all the work you know originally and uh,
0: the whole truck's painted even the name right
1: now the name's still uh you know vinyl lettering oh. for the name uh, but yeah. uh, uh my airbrush guy did all the all the artwork and stuff on it and he did a phenomenal job and i just tell him he's just too talented sometimes for his own good, good to come up with some of the ideas that he has over the years and it's been pretty cool you know, a lot of people always talked about they like the the airbrush one that you ran
0: in the late 90s to 2000 right. uh where was really detailed it had the little bit of the white fade to it looked right. like cat fur and yep. stuff like that
1: well uh, stay tuned because we actually have a brand new body right now that I just picked up three or four days ago before we came up here to the hall of fame and i'll start january of 22 with it uh, we actually had it vinyl wrapped this time because of repair ability. um direct a panel they can print a new section and put it on and you know trying to you know, touch up airbrush work has got to be you know, pretty tough to do Make it look the same, so I had to uh, make a decision to go with the with the vinyl wrap this time, just because of repairability on these new trucks. I mean, it's not a matter if it's a matter when you tear something up. So uh we done it that way. But I have a brand spanking new body ready to go on, and I'm going to finish out this year with the body I have, and then January I'll have the new body on. It's it's pretty awesome,
0: (laughs) and a lot of people may not know that. You know, people always say like Pablo or Patrick. You have put your and in a lot of the parts game
1: too. Absolutely, um, I
0: know there's a lot of trucks. I know for a while Kohler was running your rims
1: for the longest time. Yeah, there's uh, a whole mess of people had been running my wheels. You know, for the longest time, Kohler is one of my biggest customers. You know, you know, and uh, you know, I, everything on I my own trucks is all my own wheels and uh, uh, shocks. I mean, I do shocks, I do wheels, I do chassis. I mean, I do you know from the simplest part like everybody you know, like Patrick does, you know, Pablo does. There's you know probably half a dozen of us out. there. You can call us up. and You can get a turnkey truck. You know, if you want to spend the money, and uh, it goes back to what I said earlier is the creative part. You know, I love to be in the shop. You know, and take that pile of steel and make something out of it. And uh, in all my hours driving up and down the interstates from show to show, you know, my brain's always wandering. Okay, well, that part there failed. Okay, what do we need to do to make that part better? Uh-huh. And my brain never shuts off so it's you know and that's parts that i like to do is you know things and help the industry move forward
0: you know also someone told me lenny kilner also mentioned about how you're like that and you're always wanting to you know try stuff new and you know Mm -hmm. try to experiment and stuff like that and i had him on a guest also okay you know he he uh he's still he's still proud of you know representing you and you know now he's I guess he's about to get married and everything like that. Right.
1: So, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you know life hard. happens, and uh, you know he did a great job for me. Um, you know, there might be a time. You're in about, your second team, right? Yes. And there might be a time he might be back mm-hmm. uh, when he feels ready. You know, he's he's welcome to come back. He knows that, and we see each other all the time. So it's been good, and uh, you know, like you said, you know, I've never won to say okay that's good enough you know i'm always looking for you know the next best thing and what i got in mind for for a new race truck um i guarantee you it's going to be you know better bring your lunch bag it's going to be outside the box that yeah. people hadn't even thought about you know yeah. it's going to be pretty cool and that, i think that's that's one thing
0: that's missing in the industry right now is-
1: absolutely you know basically this industry right now is a cookie cutter out you know i mean you got three or four guys that are building trucks, you know, okay, you can call up this guy, you know, there's a complete truck, you call up this guy's complete truck. And they're pretty much all identical. You know, when we started the industry, you know, if you were going to build a truck, okay, you had ideas. I had ideas. The next guy had ideas. That, that's where we're at now.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we've lost that, you know, we've lost that originality. just it's not there anymore. And, you know, there's only a, a handful of us still think outside the box you know, and try and propel us that next step forward, you know, and uh, it's at the point right now, the trucks have gotten back to 12, 13, 14,000 pounds, you know, we learned 25 years ago, that was the wrong direction to go, you know, things need to be lightened back up, you know, because you've gone now from a 15,000 pound truck, breaking parts back to a 10,000 pound truck, well, you took 5,000, that truck, gee, things started living, They weren't breaking as much. Well, now they've added this and added that. Well, now they're back to breaking parts and breaking wheels off and everything else. And you start the other direction and start lighting things back up in order for them to stay together. You know, they want the trucks to fly higher, farther, and all that. They're going to do that that weight. And they're going to land better. They're going to stop better because you're not trying to stop an extra four or 5,000 pounds. You know, parts will start living again. Yeah, no. it
0: seems like it's uh, our industry is like always like this sometimes. Absolutely, you know? and then uh, occasionally, you know I, Like they, they said earlier here, I, I don't believe there's a ceiling. I just believe there's always... no. There's
1: not. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. You know? no. and um, and this year, you know, in 21, you know, I've been extremely busy. I've only had three weekends off the entire year, and attendance is at all the events that we've been to have been absolutely phenomenal. So I don't see it going anywhere anytime anytime soon. Man, that's
0: awesome. Well, Alan, I'll go get it back to work. All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I'll Absolutely. just go ahead and close this up and uh, uh we'll go ahead and uh uh end this episode. But uh once again I'm at the Monster Hall of Fame, uh doing some episodes for my podcast, Crush This and Absolutely and uh that's Alan Pizzo, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you. you know, yeah, it's thank almost you. like a therapy session, you know. Yeah. So it was, all
0: yeah. it was cool to talk about it and a little bit more in depth the, the technical side of it. You know, I yeah. always fear. I always tell these people. I oh, remember the SNL skit where Chris Farley's talking to Paul McCartney, right? And he says, "Remember when you played the Beals?" He says, yeah, yes, I did." Man, that was awesome. Right. I never wanted to ever <laughs> do that, you know. And yeah. I always like to give people the in depth side of it. Why? Why is it? Why you're doing it? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, what, what why why uh go outside the box there you know what was the shock question and the, the you know when you built your current predator truck you know you build it you know the you know during the same time as you know the guys in north carolina was building great digger 20 right. and, you know how that that truck was like low and yep. sling and um you know and all you guys are trying to catch uh, not catch up but beat up on old Tom. oh yeah <laughs> you know his, his you know truck that kind of in the early two thousands pretty much dominated you well, know. It's still, it's, you know, it
1: basically it's a tourist truck, you know, yeah. and tourists dominated for how many years, you know. So, um you know, hats off to Jack Wilman and them for you know coming up with that design, you know, and it's been a proven design even still today. It still runs very well.
0: Yeah, and then and then you know you're you're still rocking the truck today. Like you said, it's probably the one well, is the the best piece that you have, you know. Absolutely. And uh, you know the the uh, truck itself is still rocking today. You know?
1: Absolutely, I can't wait to see the new one. You know? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, maybe here in 22 we'll get started on it. Mm-hmm. You know, just got so many see iron, so many irons in the fire right hopefully now. Hopefully, see you on
0: twenty uh, 2023.
1: No, hopefully sometime in 22. We'll oh happen. really? Yeah. Okay. All right. I have everything laying there ready to go. Uh, just gotta get some tubing. You know, start the chassis. But I mean, everything else there. You know, axle components. You know, motor admissions all that's already there. So that
0: time gap that you had when you had Dan Patrick build this uh two chassis for you the current one that you have is actually a in house chassis that
1: correct? is correct, yes. Okay. All right and we built one... that in O six and started uh January of two thousand
0: seven. Okay. And then the, the new we one built that's that coming... truck
1: in twenty eight days.
0: Oh really? Yes. Oh my
1: the four of us. It was round the clock, but we built that entire truck. I mean every piece of it in twenty eight days. And then the current the next one that's coming up
0: Going to be another in house, that's correct. All right, that's cool. So, look out for that, guys. Uh, thank you for watching. Uh, once again, this is a pre-recording of the uh, so if you guys are asking questions, he doesn't, I can't hear you. <laughs> uh, so just want to give you guys a heads up and tell you guys, you know, about that. But uh, once again, guys, thank you for watching. Uh, also, thank you to High high octane coffee, Joey Sylvester, yep, uh, Jay Concepts, JB Skill Graphics, Justin Stories. Back Channel Productions that did the filming for the Outlaw Monster Truck Jax. Nick Davis did that stuff. And uh, also... A fantastic
1: uh, job he done.
0: Mm-hmm, does a really good one. And also 6B Apparel uh, that helps us with our uniforms and stuff like that. Thank you for all the five-star likes on iTunes, uh, Spotify, and this episode will be also on YouTube and Facebook. Heck, you're watching already, so uh, that way it goes. But once again, I'm Dan Agosh. That's Tom Pizzo. Thank you. And uh, like we always say. Keep the shiny side up and the rubber side down. Uh, Good night.